Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Raul Agarwal about the future of design, the gig economy, and implications for organizational leaders. Raul Agarwal, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm super excited to to have this conversation with you today. You come to us with really interesting background and expertise uh, in the domains of of, uh, the contingent workforce and the gig economy, as well as design uh, work and design thinking. Um, And so I was thinking today that we would focus on the role of the future of design, the future of the gig economy, and implications for organizational leaders and organizations as they move into the future of work. So that'll be our focus for today. As we get started, I wanted to share Raul's uh, bio with everybody. Being awarded as the Rising Entrepreneur of the Year in 2019 and Entrepreneur 35 Under 35 in 2020, and Asia's Most Promising Business Leaders 2021 by Economic Times, Raul Agarwal has co-founded Design Hill and created a unique online marketplace to overcome the challenges faced by the business owners uh, in outsourcing high-quality creative solutions and designers who have been looking for creative freedom. He's a serial entrepreneur, passionate marketer, investor, advisor, and a firm believer in the concept of constant learning and growing. His outstanding digital knowledge and business skills have led Design Hill to be acknowledged as the creative startup of the year in 2019 by Entrepreneur Magazine. And you can find more about him and his organization at designhill.com. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a real pleasure. Anything else you would like to add by way of background or personal context before we launch into the conversation? Uh, to be really honest with you, I mean, you've you know pretty much laid down everything. Uh, you know, of the recent past, uh, Design Hill is something that you know me and my younger brother started uh, five six years back, uh, and you know we've just been you know so dedicated to this, and I think we're really happy with what where we are today uh, in terms of the services that we've been able to build. Uh, you know, we we gave, we've catered to over two hundred thousand uh, different businesses uh, from around the globe. Uh, we have the creative professionals ranging from you know 300,000 plus uh, from over 150 countries so you know we're quite happy with what we've built and you know we are able to serve cater to everybody today from a work from home mom to a multinational organization like microsoft or deloitte or sap so you know so 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 for for us you know we 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 just uh, trying to create a better solution, a better platform for anybody and anybody to source quality designs and print them. 
Yeah. Well, that's excellent. And I applaud you for all of the many professional successes you've had. Uh, clearly, uh, there are many, and I could have gone on and on and on in, in uh, presenting your many accolades and everything that you've accomplished. And where are you headquartered currently? Oh, so we uh, so we are based out of India, and uh, our headquarters in New Delhi. Uh, we have a company uh, in Delaware, US, as well as in Singapore. Uh, so you know, we we and then apart from that, uh, we we do have a, a, a large number of people who work with us remotely. Uh, I think that's sort of in sync with what we do. We are we're an online platform, freelancing platform. So you know, we have a lot of people who work from us from Netherlands, in uh, Europe, uh, from UK. A few people as well remotely work for us from United States. So that way, you know, we we consider and uh, think of ourselves as a, a pretty global organization. Though we have our headquarters in India, in New Delhi. Yeah. Well. Th- well. Thank you. And clearly, uh, Design Hill. And everything that you've built is in perfect alignment with what I wanted to explore uh, with everyone today. Uh, you know, thinking about the world of design and the principles of design thinking, uh, and then also layering that with with this gig economy, um, contingent workforce. Uh, your your company is a platform to connect right um, these uh, these gig workers. And, and then what does that really mean for organizations? So, so listeners tuning into this podcast, they're, they're typically organizational leaders trying to think, how can I better manage my people? How can I better lead my organization and, and uh, develop and maintain a strategic advantage and competitive advantage in the marketplace? So what can design do for us? What can, uh, how can we leverage the gig economy uh, to help our organizations be more successful? Uh, I think, you know, uh, fundamentally, if, if you think about uh, what a business really stands for, you know, it's about optimization, it's about efficiency, it's about making uh, money end of the day, isn't it? And you, you always want to increase your top line, but more importantly, you want to increase your bottom line. Uh, and I think that's the case for any kind of, you know, organizational leader or business leader or entrepreneur. Now, where gig economy comes into play is, you know, it, it basically uh, leads uh, us to think that, you know, uh, not everything is possible to be done in-house. You know, as a business, there are a lot of functions that a business has to do. Uh, you know, if you're a manufacturing facility, you have to buy raw materials, you have to find distributors, you have to sell your product. Uh, again, but design in, in, in all of this is, you know, uh, omnipresent. It's everywhere, whether it's in your branding, it's in your packaging, it's in your social media presence, on your letterhead, on your business card. And, and, and where we as a platform, you know, sort of amalgamate all of this is that we, we allow businesses to focus on their priorities, things that can, uh, you know, help increase their bottom lines, uh, increase their profitabilities, because a design process, a design thinking will not help them do that as much as a sales function or a, a, a marketing function or an efficiency function would allow them to do. So so where we come in place or a gig economy for that matter comes into place is that for all the functions which are, I would say, non-core uh, to a business organization, you know, they can be outsourced to people who are good at it. You know, you don't need to necessarily hire them, uh, have them on a fixed payroll. You don't have to pay them monthly salaries, but whenever and as and when you need them, you require them, you can 
go and outsource that job or function to the best possible people out there right and that's where you know uh, the gig economy really really helps because today with technology with uh, internet penetration you know we cannot be just limited to our own local uh, geography right so earlier we would just think about okay who's the best uh, closest possible designer next door or you know within our town or uh, anywhere else now uh, for us uh, uh, gig economy changes all of that isn't it now we are able to uh, hire somebody sitting in us uh, uh, hire somebody from you uh, from uk or from australia or from south america and 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 you know and it works beautifully because one you're able to get a high quality service number two you're able to get it at an affordable price number three the world is your marketplace isn't it i mean you can pick and choose and you can and and if so, and for one reason if it doesn't work out with one uh, professional you can hire another one uh, you know and it's unlike uh, a full time employee you know where maybe if you're not happy with the the quality of the service being given or the work being done you know you sort of stick around i mean you know you don't it's not that easy to lay off somebody but you know you have have that sense of detachment to a gig economy worker uh, so you know in in all respects what i feel is that gig economy really revolutionizes and changes the way businesses can function they can be more leaner they can be more uh, you know le- they can be less dependent on uh, fixed you know uh, 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 certain functions that are not core to their function or not core to their business and i think that's the most important thing you know that and and it's only going to increase now because more and more businesses are realizing the importance of uh, you know gig economy into uh, in their business life cycles and that's how we we're seeing it uh, everywhere in the world yeah yeah i i agree i think there are so many tremendous opportunities provided not only through contingent workers and gig workers um but to your point about not being limited geographically, right? We, we, as we've seen even more so over this past year during the pandemic, um, that we, we're virtually connected and we're in this globalized interconnected world, the internet penetration, like you said, like we can literally connect with anywhere in the world and work with, with and collaborate with people all over the world. And many organizations have moved to remote work with their full-time staff with their, with their employees, but that also works with, um, with part-time or contract workers. And so having a means to be able to facilitate, you know, those connections so that I can have trust, uh, in the platform and trust in the people I'm getting connected to who may be halfway across the world that I've never met, um, but who can do really great work for me. And then I have that flexibility, like you said, I think that's just really, really important. Now, you know, it is worth noting there, while there are many positives around the gig economy, um, that there are some things we need to be thoughtful about and careful about um, in terms of how we want to establish our organization and the culture and the potential to erode that culture um, through a lot uh, reliance on, on contract and gig workers. Uh, but that's, we'll set that conversation aside for another day. I, th- I think that's a really important conversation um, that we have to grapple with, you know, as we move into the future of work, because I feel like, it, you know, whether, whether people are comfortable with it or not, that's the direction we're going. And so that's going to happen more and more. Uh, and we do need to grapple with that. I think it's, it's worth noting 
Um, there are there are tremendous benefits to organizations in terms of the flexibility, but there's also tremendous uh, opportunities for the workers themselves. And we know that many millennial and Gen Z workers really prefer the flexibility. They prefer not being tied down to one organization or to one location. Um, this this uh, phenomenon of the digital nomads who just roam around and travel and and do their work uh, as they go. Um, you know, that's, that's a new phenomenon relatively. That's a bit different than previous generations. And so it, it, there can be a win-win scenario. We just also have to be careful and thoughtful about some potential negative uh, implications for an organization through, you know, over-reliance on a gig, um, uh, gig workers, right? I mean, I can't, uh, I wouldn't really say that you're, you know, I would in fact agree with you. And and I think uh, one of the things I mentioned earlier, if you would have noticed is that I, I specifically mentioned that non-core functions, right? Because end of the day, you know, uh, for, see, for, it will differ for every business. Now, if you're a branding agency or if you're a graphic design uh, company, you know, I would not recommend you, you to hire uh, gig workers simply on uh, you know uh, from online marketplaces because that's your core function because that you need in-house designers animators video editors all day long right so uh, i would recommend that uh, that you know you have them uh, on a full-time basis whereas if somebody uh, is not into that uh, you know you're a manufacturing organization you're a restaurant owner you're a uh, you know, you, you're, you're selling a product on online um, marketplaces, an e-commerce website, then I would recommend that, you know, if you need some design work, you know, you go and find yourself the best possible designer on a marketplace like Design Hill, you know, because that's uh, where you'll find them to be most affordable, most accessible and all of that. So again, so, you know, uh, having a company culture, having full-time employees is obviously, it's it's really important, you know, because you need that face-to-face interaction, you need that closeness, you need to build that culture if you want to grow an organization. But uh, so gig economy is always going to be, uh, I think it's going to be becoming more and more essential. But again, so businesses have to really balance it out because they have yeah. to see which are those functions that, you know, they, they uh, want uh, that they are in need of at certain points of time. You know, they don't need that function to be fulfilled every day of their, you know, yeah. uh, business life cycle. So, so again, so it's a balancing act and it's something that entrepreneurs and business owners have to look at very carefully and then take a leap of faith or, you know, take that decision to, you know, whether whether they want to have somebody in-house full-time or they want to outsource that work to a gig economy worker. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? 
Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Let's talk a little bit more about design generally, the principles of design. So you you run a design company, right? Um, nowadays, we talk a lot about design thinking um, and equity design thinking. Uh, and, and that's not uh, limited to traditional design type occupations, I think, as some people might think. Design thinking actually has wide sweeping implications that can uh, influence organizations and leadership. Um, so maybe if you can just lay out for us uh, a few of the the primary principles around design thinking that you see as being, you know, relevant and, and really important for leaders to to be mindful of as they try to lead their organizations. I think, you know, design thinking as a principle, I think it has, you know, it has different options and interpretations for different organizations. Uh, the way we look at it, you know, we look at uh, design thinking from a point of view that it allows us to uh, have a very functional and very practical uh, approach to, you know, how we approach anything for that matter, you know, because end of the day, a design has to fulfill a purpose, right? Uh, it's, it comes down to a, a very simple statement. Uh, you, you know, you, whether it's a logo or it's a packaging it has to signify something. It has to, it's an ends to a means, isn't it? So uh, for us, uh, the way we implement design thinking and the way we uh, adopt it in our organization is that it has to be simplistic. It has to be functional and it has to, uh, uh, it has to fulfill its meaning for what it's, you know, meant for. Uh, Because, you know, a lot of people, uh, I think it's, it's a a complicated design thinking as a subject much more than, uh, it's required. Uh, I think it's talked about a lot, but it's understood less. You know, that's that's my uh, view on it because um, it's very subjective. And again, as I said, uh, you know, organizations uh, take it differently. They interpret it differently and they adopt it differently in their organizations. For us, it's very simple. You know, any, anything and anything we do, whether it's a marketing strategy, whether it's a, a implementation of a plan, uh, whether it's even hiring to that fact, uh, the, the more practical we can be, the more simplistic we can be, and the more uh, in and out sort of a scenario we have. You know, what is the input to uh, a problem and what is the solution to that problem? If we are able to identify that, uh, I think it sort of, you know, uh, come, uh, fulfills the purpose for us. Yeah, yeah. I think I think those are really important points. And, you know, as I think about uh, design thinking and, and the role of design within organizations, you mentioned a few, but I mean, there's there's so many um, we're, you know, everything we do has design elements to it. And I think about even big picture things like strategic things, and we have organizational design, we have job design, um, we, we have strategic development that, that you can utilize design approaches as you go through that process, right? And this iterative continual learning process of, of, uh, quick, like you said, quick in and out, you know, um, iterative learning and development is really key and important. Uh, and 
that's the kind of mind. I, th- I think more than anything, it's important to to adopt a design mindset uh, as we carry out the various functions of organizations. And as a leader, you know, if if I uh, am able to to adopt that kind of a mindset, I think I am by by function of of that mindset, I'm going to be more agile. I'm going to be more uh, adaptive. I'm going to be more focused. I'm going to be, um, you know, just the parsimony of, of running my business and running and, and working with my people um, and, and focusing on the most important things. I think all of those are the elements that start to float to the top when we adopt that kind of a mindset. Exactly. I think you got it perfectly right. Yeah. So, so what are some, if you have any specific um, examples or, or tips that you might have for leaders listening to this episode today on, on what they can start doing today or tomorrow, you know, to, to uh, adopt a design thinking mindset uh, and in, in a way that will help them to improve things in their workplace. I mean, what I can list down many, but I think one of the most basic ones that we do, uh, you know, in fact, it, I, I would have loved to show you our work, uh, workplace but uh, you know we have a lot of uh, what do you call walls uh, you know, we, we intentionally got them to be you know in white glass uh, all around our office and one of the things that we and we have these markers everywhere in our office and I mean it's a very practical it's a very it's a basic thing that we do but a lot of the times you know when you're conversing with somebody you're explaining things to someone uh, and you're doing it face to face sometimes it gets difficult to communicate you know that a lot of the inf- relevant information can get can get lost uh, verbally so what we've always done is that we always have uh, you know we always try to communicate things in boxes in shapes uh, in flowcharts and i think that that sort of you know it summarizes the most relevant information uh, very quickly uh, because you know you, you, nobody's going to write a hundred uh, uh, thousand words on a board or on a mar- with a marker right so what you do is you always pinpoint the most relevant information you have a flow chart you have directions you have an input and you have an output you have a strategy and i've seen it work in multiple uh, you know uh, divisions in multiple strategies in multiple uh, organizations as well because you know when we're doing marketing uh, calls when we're doing our content calls when you're doing a business plan uh, everywhere we've seen uh, uh, this sort of work well for us i know i mean it's not exactly pinpointing on how uh, we are using design thinking but if you think about it you know a flow chart an organizational chart a strategy map uh, is also based on that isn't it and that's what we uh, you know implement a lot and we encourage a lot as well so if you go in fact even in my room i mean there there are three walls on which you know there are always things which are uh, you know designed and drawn and stuff and and, and we are able to really summarize them really well you know the most impo- important information is uh, transmitted very quickly and easily uh, among our colleagues so i think I, that's something that you know we we feel works really well Thank you. That's a great example. I think um, I've I've felt um, invigorated and empowered when I've been in those types of physical spaces that allow for that level of collaboration um, and and the design elements to to come to the top as we're thinking things through and and whether it's strategic stuff, uh, whether it's 
like you said, marketing or, or whatever the case may be, uh, any, anything that a leader is doing, you get your people around you and you start to have meaningful dialogues and exploration. And to your point, the verbal communication, you know, there's just something that's often lost. And so many people are visual learners, uh, visual communicators, and there's something to, like forcing yourself, like even if it's clear in my mind, forcing myself to be able to succinctly put it in a diagram on on the wall <laughs> that that helps me clarify my own thinking and then it helps me communicate it more effectively. So I think that's a really great uh, practical tip that that people can start u- utilizing immediately. And even in virtual um, in the virtual workspace, you know, as we're connecting via Zoom or Teams. Uh, or any other platform, there are there are functions that we can use for shared whiteboards and things like that, where we can do similar types of things. And so, I th- I would encourage listeners to to explore that a little bit and think how you can utilize the elements of design thinking a little bit more effectively. And as Raul mentioned, also you know how can we embrace and leverage the gig economy to benefit our organization. Uh, like you said, in those non-core functional areas, but important places that we need expertise, we need um, contributions that perhaps we don't have in-house, the gig economy and these platforms that allow us to connect anywhere uh, with people around the world uh, are are tremendous and provide a lot of opportunity for our organizations. Well, Raul, it has been a real pleasure talking with you today. The time has flown by and we're almost to the end of the episode. Before we close though, I did want to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your business, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. Uh, thank you so much, Jonathan. It was, a, again, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. I had a great time. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm not the most social person, but yeah, I am available on LinkedIn. Uh, so anybody who needs to, you know, speak to me, I'm pretty much, uh, I'm quite responsive. So, you know, I'll get back to you pretty much instantly. Uh, you can just look me up at Rahul Agarwal and with a space and design hill, which is our company's name. And you'll, uh, you know, you'll find me there because my name is a pretty common name in India. So, you know, I don't want you to go to some places and just have design hill in your search. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, for, uh, for design hill, it's just very simple. You just can reach out at www.designhill.com. Uh, uh, we have a 24-7 live chat customer support. So, you know, if any of you have any questions regarding our services, or even if you want to just reach out to me, uh, uh, you can just message one of our customer service agents and I'll be in touch with you within 24 hours. Uh, apart from that, uh, you know, as far as gig economy is concerned and design thinking is concerned, I think there are two very relevant subjects in today's world uh, uh, for business owners. And, uh, leaders i think you know it's a, a lot of it is about being relevant you know being adaptive being ahead of the curve uh, i feel that uh, uh, from a personal perspective and from a professional perspective it's really important uh, for us to understand uh, what, what how the world is changing how the dynamics of the business world are changing today and uh, and learning of them at the same time because uh, and, and these things, you know, like design thinking, these concepts and principles play a big role in that, right? Gig economy, again, plays a big role in that. So, you know, whether or not it may be useful for your business or not, it's, 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 it's imperative that, you know, we at least experiment and try 
these things you know we try to implement these principles or we try to use these services they may not work for you and you know that's completely fine but at least you know the answer to that question isn't it and um, so that's that's my uh, two cents of advice and uh, uh, and you know i had a great time if anybody has any questions regarding these um, as i said i'm available on linkedin or you can reach us at our website and you know once again uh, i would like to thanks jonathan for having me on the show today it was a real pleasure thank you so much it, it really was a pleasure talking with you uh, I, I look forward to having future opportunities to continue the conversation. And I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about Design Hill, connect with Raul. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.